How we doing, prolific people? Welcome to the Prolific Podcast. This podcast exists to encourage one another to abide in Jesus. And as a result, bear fruit that truly lasts. This is Joey. And I'm Alejo. You ready? Let's do this. How we doing, honey? Good. <laughs> um, okay. I have to get used to this whole, like, not talking to an actual person um, besides you. <laughs> Well, it's okay. Just look at me and uh, we'll go. So, guys, this is Alejo. Joey's actually not joining us today. I have a, a great privilege of having my beautiful wife uh, on the podcast today. Um, this is cool. I'm actually, I'm excited to uh, just introduce you guys to my, my beautiful wife. And some of you guys, of course, already know her. Um, but I've been really excited. I've been looking forward to having you on the podcast and just having a conversation. So, are you excited? Okay. So, um, so guys, so um, as, as you know, uh, marriage is a, is a big part of our heart for um, what we do on the podcast. And so, um, we just uh, always want to um, just do our best to be real and to um, share um, just from, from like a real experience. Um, as, as Christians, as, as just real people. And so um, I was excited to have my wife on today to just talk about a little bit about just where we come from, how our relationship developed, uh, which wasn't perfect. Um, Do you hear grunting? <laughs> it's, our, it's our new baby girl. A, a new baby girl, say less over here. Uh, and so, um, so yeah, just, I, I want to talk a little bit about that and uh, a little bit of uh, of our experience. I probably want to ask a few questions. I want you, honey, to ask some questions if they come up that maybe I'm not prepared for. If you want to ask them and uh, and just see where this goes, does that sound good? Yeah. Awesome. So um, so uh, so let me ask you this, okay? So we're gonna so part of the direction where we want to go, guys, is we want to talk to you about um our experience is is kind of an interesting experience in the sense that Tara and I met each other when neither of us had a very established relationship with God. Well, I didn't know God at all. And then Tara had grown up in a Christian home and she had a relationship with with God. But it was, what would you call it? What was your relationship with God at that time? Um, I feel like I have to like sit down and really like nail it down. Um, but I feel like for the most part at the time, I really had a great understanding of what the fear of God looked like. Um, but maybe not the totality of walking with Christ and, um, pursuing him the way that, you know, he wants to be pursued. Okay. So, um, so do you feel like, um, that's probably hard to, to measure and, qu and quantify, but, um, but I, I guess you had a general, do you think that you had discernment when we first met? Yes. You did. Yeah. I feel like I've always had discernment. <laughs> Is that cocky to say I'm not, not sure? No, I mean, the Lord gives discernment. So, I mean, that's a great tool to have in life. So, so let me ask you this question. Okay. So I actually haven't asked you this just directly, but, um, when you, you know, we've had, I've had a podcast, uh, with Joey before talking about how girls, how my, my wish and my prayers that girls will find men that know God so that they can really know the love of God uh, through those men. Obviously, when I met you, I wasn't that. Mm -hmm. Right? So, 
talking about discernment, give me a very like crude and just straightforward <laughs> the thoughts of Tara version of what you discerned when you met me. When I met you. And be brutally honest. It won't, it's not going to hurt my feelings because I, I just want, I, I think that's going to be helpful for some people. Okay. Because that's obviously not me anymore. Yes. Yeah, definitely not you anymore. Um, well, everyone knew you as a very kind person, a very um, relatable person. Um, people kind of just fell in love with the version of who you were at the time, and they still do, but for better for better reasons now. <laughs> but um, I think at the time, what I learned. Again, you said brutally honest. I think that you were walking in a little bit of like fake humility at the time. Mm -hmm. um, I think that at your core, you were a really good person, like a very good person, someone very likable, someone who truly cared about people, um, like you had a good heart. Um, but there was just... Um, I think like a little manipulative. <laughs> Probably a lot. Berlin yeah. is a little, right? Yeah. So what what are some things that I used to do that were manipulative? Oh gosh. Well, we're kind of skipping ahead, but um Well, you you say a little, so I actually like to dig into into that because because maybe when you describe it it's not a little, maybe it's a lot. It is a little. You know, and uh <laughs> and I'm and I'm okay with that. Like I want you to uh, at the time because and there is again the reason why i want you to talk about it is because somebody might be experiencing the very same things from somebody else for sure um well i think um again we're kind of skipping ahead but uh, our story a little bit but alejo had a a really great relationship with my mom at the time um when we were talking to each other and which was when and post talking to each other yeah, sure, yeah. <laughs> So we met in high school, just so everybody knows. Yes, we met in high school um, in choir, and um, not something we we both love to <laughs> admit all the time. Um, but we definitely had like a high school musical <laughs> kind yeah, of yeah, love. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so we met in high school. Um, we both were dating people, um, and once we once we ended our relationships. Um, Alejo had just like developed a really, really close relationship with my mom and my mom just fell in love with him. Um, again, he just, if you, if you know Alejo, he, he cares for people on such a deep level, whether he had Christ or not, um, back then he did not, but he still had just a great desire to care for people. And so, um, a lot of people just felt that right off the bat. And so my mom just fell in love with him. Um. She just thought he was the perfect thing for me and, um, you know, just prayed and prayed that he would seek God and that one day we would work things out. But when we had kind of went our separate, gone our separate ways after high school, um, Alejo continued to reach out to my mom. And I guess I always because I always was I always knew you were the person I wanted. Mm -hmm. I wasn't yet the man I wanted to be for you. Yes. And so. I remained friends with your mom because... I think you wanted to stick it to me a little bit. 
I think he wanted to stick it to me a little bit. Um, he just he wanted to he wanted to stay around, and I think you knew that it bothered me that you know like you had such a close relationship with my mom, and I did. I couldn't control it. It was something I couldn't control, and so um, I think you used a little leverage there. Um, and I'm sure there were other other um, you know examples of that that maybe I could come up with, maybe not on the spot, but. Um, but so yeah. there's this was during a time when after high school as, as tara said we kind of try to figure some things out and we did skip ahead like we you know because we sp split yes. some ways before college and so let's go back a little bit to like what the you know uh, you know you know you were re you were saying that the manipulative part I, I imagine you were trying to say that like me being friends with your mom was a part of that but even before that like you are saying that i was quote unquote which i wouldn't describe myself as a good person right because that's you know, that's what everybody wants to say about themselves, you know, like I'm a good person, but I didn't have Christ yet. You know, I was I was a man in sin, you know, so so though I, I was such a nice guy, why didn't you stick around? Um, tell me, don't tell them. Tell me. Question. <laughs> why didn't I stick around? So back to just like having the fear of God in me, I feel like at the time, like, um, when I was, you know, I was dealing with a lot of healing at the time and all that kind of stuff. So I think that definitely has to, that definitely was incorporated into the decision of parting ways and all that kind of stuff, though I did it not in the right way, not sure. in a, in a very nice way. Um, but I think at the time I- was I, very mad at you. Yes. Um, you should, you, you should have been mad at me. <laughs> Um, I gave you permission. So so just so you guys know, like what kind of happened is I think in your discernment and in your healing, because it's not black and white, right? Like part of it was you not being. Yeah, there's a it's great a communication type of thing. You kind of escaped. So that was hurtful. But at the same time, I think you were also discerning that I wasn't the right person for that time. Yeah, I think at the end, towards the end of high school, too, I just started realizing that I was missing something in my my relationship with Christ. And um, into college is when I, I started realizing that, like, I just, I wanted to, I wanted to pursue him more. I wanted to, there was something I was missing, you know? And so, um, though I hadn't dated a ton, um, I just started realizing that, you know, I wanted to be with someone that wanted to pursue God also. Um, that, like, wanted to walk in in that relationship with me and stuff like that and so um at the time you just weren't that wasn't you no, not, you know not even a little bit so yeah so yeah so that was so, so even though i was quote unquote a nice guy you just didn't feel like i was the right person to walk in the direction of christ with you uh, which is interesting to hear you say that because i never actually heard you say that like like tell, that give me like a very specific why um, and, uh, and I'm glad you didn't tell me that because what, what, I, what I might have done at the time is try to become the guy yes, yeah. that would walk with you towards Christ. But I actually didn't know that was the reason. So I'm actually grateful that you faded away the way that you did, because later on when I landed at Jesus and it had mm -hmm. nothing to do with you, like I didn't even know you were pursuing God the way that you were. Um, I just knew that like I needed also something in my life and I was broken and I was uh, empty. Um, and then I encountered Christ and we, we lived our separate uh, our separate stories 
during our college years. I was mad at you. I think you were probably a little bit annoyed and mad at me as well. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was really mean to you in college. You were, yeah. I was really mean just because I just, it was the only thing that I could do to kind of get the thorn out of my side that you didn't want me, you know, which, you know, it's something that I haven't told you, but I, I, I just think one, one thing that I'm really encouraged by, like, past you there were some flaws you had and we're going to talk about some of those too but but um one thing that i was really encouraged by was that i wanted to give you everything the world and you were you weren't mesmerized by that you know what i'm saying like i like i was the guy that like i wasn't playing hard to get with you like i i wanted to give you the flowers i wanted to give you the i wrote you songs like i gave you all this this worldly version of what love looks like yeah right and and you still had enough self-worth to say i don't think that's what you know i don't think that's what's for me yeah. and that really hurt because at the time i was like holy cow like i'm giving you all i currently have and that's not good enough yeah but um but i admire that so much like looking back that you still like could look at me and go no i god has more for me that's and I really wish I pray that Selah has that one day our daughter yeah know, like she is not like the flash of like the worldly love that man can give without Christ that it doesn't it doesn't make her eyes sparkle yeah much and distract her yeah. you know so I'm really grateful you did that you know yeah I tell people all the time that you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> well, I was really mad so let, let's talk a little bit about let's talk a little bit about you right so so um, you were really poor at communication yes. at the time. Um, I think that's probably what I resented the most is that after high school, I just it probably would have hurt, hurt really, really bad. But I just wish you would have sat with me and said, this is why, or yeah. hey, this is this is this should be over or whatever. And, and so what I felt at the time, it's I just felt your affection kind of begin to leave and leave, like fade, yeah. which that was really hard. Um, um, and I remember like during those college years, um, I remember that you kind of come back in and out yes. of my life. Yeah. Um, and it, it usually felt like, like I never felt like I was just your friend, you know, we were, let's be honest. We were never just friends. Yeah, definitely. Like we always had, we've always had really great chemistry and, and that flirtation and, and just yeah. friendship in general. I yeah. think like we've. We just really enjoy each other's company yeah. and time, and that hasn't changed, thankfully. It hasn't. <laughs> no. Um, so, yeah, we've just always had really good chemistry. So, I think you enjoyed that at the time. Yeah. Uh, and, again, during some of these year college years, I still wasn't that man of God. Um, and you kind of came in, came out, which m made it very difficult and confusing for me because I was like... Well, she faded away, but then she shows up here and there. Um, so, so let me ask you. So, like looking back now, as a as a as a girl, as a lady, not a girl, a woman. <laughs> why did you do that? It's hard to say. I think I think a lot of it was a lot of just like flesh, like selfishness. Um, I wanted you, but I didn't want you. That tug of war, you know. Um, Probably a little bit of discernment in there as well. Yes. Like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
I definitely, I, I think it hurt for me to like, to think about you just not being in my life. Um, and I think definitely there was a huge part of me that just wanted you to be in a specific place that you just weren't yet. Um, and so I think part of it was like, like you were just trying to keep me around trying to like figure out like where you're at where you know that kind of stuff but also i think a, a large portion of it was just that that like flesh part of me still hanging on um even though i was pursuing god more at the time i think that like i i he hadn't i, I hadn't fully committed so usually. so be specific so i think so be specific by flesh because flesh is kind of over like a general term like just be specific like what do you think were the reasons like I don't think that, that I was true. captivated yet by the Lord, you know, like fully captivated. Which led you to do what? Like, why would you reach out? Why would you be back in my life? Again, selfishness, like just wanting you around. Yeah, okay. attention, um, wanting you, wanting the attention, wanting you to, um, to see me and to like, to be known by you. You know what I mean? Um, but also acknowledging that like, you still just weren't in the right, the right space for me you yeah. know um so yeah like that they're just like a a big tug of war just very unhealthy <laughs> i didn't know christ and so and so then we so then like later on during uh our college years i encountered jesus on my own again i have no idea that that's what you're looking for that you're yeah. looking for a man of god yeah. i encounter god like god like radically saves my life i begin my own journey with the lord and then we separate even more like i remember during those years she were like um like in your church and i didn't really know like how like like profound like your relationship with uh was with god at the time mm -hmm. in fact i probably if i can be honest with you i probably like there was a, a season of my life when i didn't know how, what your walk looked like but i was so self-righteous i used to think like tara's probably like not the right like person for me like based so far ahead of her <laughs> i'm just being honest which is like such a prideful thought to have right but but i was very sold out for god like like i was like like it's all I was doing. Yeah. Um, it was. But um, but uh, I remember like I remember which I've never told you this, but like I remember. So okay, so I get saved, and then and then it, probably less than before, less than during college, but still a little bit here and there while I was saved, you would still do the same thing, kind of come in and go mm -hmm. back out, right? And I remember like I have a lot of friends that would tell me, "Dude, get away from that girl." <laughs> I don't, I don't think I've ever told you that, yeah. but uh, have I? Oh yeah, Miguel was definitely one of them. I think Tang did as well. Post a picture of you and she's going to text you in five minutes. Right, right. <laughs> which is like, which is like a funny, which is like a funny, uh, balanced thing that, um, that I had at the time. I, I always knew, I, I always knew I wanted you to be around as well. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, but I also felt like you were bad for me too. Yeah. Like I, I think we like, both had that. Like yeah. that same. Like we felt the same thing. Yeah, yeah for different <laughs> reasons. Uh, but my friends would tell me a lot of the time, like, dude, just let it go, let it go. And I just could never let it go. <laughs> you know, I could never let it go. Um and I think that they were really trying to care for me. Like they just wanted Definitely. me to be like wanted me yeah. to be okay. Um and so fast forward a little bit, we um I was safe for a little bit. I was I started so at some point during our, our journey, I started attending the same church, different campuses. Yeah. Um. So the church that Tara attended at the time needed a, a worship leader for the youth. Um. 
and the Tampa campus. Another object of tension. I'm like, of course he would attend the same church. And- right. And you think <laughs> I'm being manipulative. I actually wasn't. I, so um, so I start, and we're different campuses. Like, we're not crossing each other's paths at the time. Like, even going to the same church, we didn't see each other for a good amount of time. Yeah. Um, now, uh, I remember I, I walked up to a worship service on a Sunday night, and you were leading worship. You were actually singing Forever by Carrie Job. Yeah. You, you sound really beautiful when you sing that song. <laughs> you lo- also looked very beautiful singing that song. <laughs> Thank you. But I couldn't worship. I I I was in that service and I just had this moment with the Lord where I just recognized how much of a distraction you were mm-hmm. to me. Like now now in Christ. And at this point, so funny I hadn't really been talking at all. I think we had maybe had like a couple text message exchanges. Yeah, which there was miscommunication at the time because this is actually after I sent you those flowers, mm-hmm. which I was like upset about. And so we'll we'll just leave that there. But um, but. I uh, I just told the Lord, like, during that time, I remember, like, I saw you worshiping, and I just thought, God, I want to give you this, this distraction. I want to get rid of it. And so I, I texted Tara, and this is the reason why the the, the title of this uh, podcast is called I'm Not Attending Your Wedding, <laughs> is that um, I just, like, I realized that Tara was never, that you were never going to be a friend of whose wedding I was going to, to attend. Yeah, but you didn't want to be. Right, like that was just gonna like break my heart too much. And so so I realized that like that whole in and out, uh, hot and cold uh, distraction was something that I really needed to move on from. Yeah. And so I sent you that, that text message. A harsh text message. So what, so what was that text message? What did I, I say? Like a dagger. Um basically that which i didn't really mean it to be i I think i was just really trying to release you like yeah which i can't remember if it was just totally out of left field i think i had literally left the service and like not soon after it was just like a text message that i received and i was like whoa um you know because i didn't know that you were sitting in the service um and basically you just kind of told me that like you were sitting in service and um that you just realize that like you just cannot you have to you have to just cross me off kind of thing like not not in those words but because gosh that was like a long time ago i wouldn't be able to verbatim recite it but but it was it it really was what i was trying to say was i don't really want to be friends anymore yes because the friendship door always was a door that you kind of used to also get my attention yeah, as well. Led to hurt. Right. And yeah. And so I so I closed the door. And um what happened after? So it's, so essentially I just I texted you, I said, I'm not gonna attend your wedding. Like I'm not gonna be one of those guys that just like mm-hmm. comes to your wedding and like celebrates when you get married to like some other dude. Yeah. Like um so shortly after this is when you transferred to my campus. Again, not my idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so many funny things transpired after that. Um, but yeah, we hadn't talked and because of this text message. And, um, you know, I was like, it was definitely, it was out of left field. But also, I think it was probably like something needed. Like something I myself needed at the in the moment in time to realize like, hey, I can't just play with someone's feelings and 
it was like that last thing I needed to figure out with the Lord, you know, like that, like that little bit of selfishness that was just clinging on to me and I needed to deal with it. And so, um, at the time our worship pastor was transferring to a different campus just for a short time and they needed help. And so they asked Leo to come to my campus. Well, at the time, no one realized that, um, we knew each other. (laughs) We had all of these years of like, you know, time knowing each other, being friends, not being friends, all this stuff. And so, um, he came to my campus and we literally acted like we didn't know each other. (laughs) I mean, people would come up and they would be like, Hey, this is Alejo. Have you met him? I'm like, Oh, hi. I'm Tara. <laughs> and I would pretend like I didn't yes. know you and say, hi, Tara. <laughs> I to- I totally just went along with like whatever, however he like proceeded with the conversations. And he was, I mean, he stuck to his guns the entire time. But the funnest part was that um, I have to tell this story because it's just so, it still just makes me giggle. But um, we had this sweet, sweet lady that we still love to death. She's one of our friends. Um, and she's always just trying to go out of her way to love on people and make them feel special. And so, especially on their birthdays. So, um, she just started falling in love with Alejo and not literally, but like, she just, they became great friends also. And she's kind of like our mama bear, one of the mama bears on the worship team. And, um, so she asked Alejo for my birthday, if he could play the guitar (laughs) and sing along to um what is it when i see your face is that a (laughs) (laughs) is that a thing that i would change because you're amazing just the way you are (laughs) so i had to swallow my pride (laughs) and pretend like i didn't know tara and sing this song while tara is observing me inside i mean literally i'm just dying inside (laughs) with laughter (laughs) truly with laughter because i'm just imagining how absolutely uncomfortable it is for him to sing this song but it was like it felt kind of good that he had to sing it i'm like like, hey i needed this you know (laughs) needed this um but yeah so um eventually we kind of just decided that like well not decided but we just started making more exchanges with each other like and um one day we just we we were like talking and we ended up meeting at Panera and the other person didn't show up that was supposed to show up. And it ended up just being like a day of like healing for both of us. We had a really good conversation that day. Yeah. That was like our first like adult conversation. Yeah. Since everything had happened. But no, not even since everything. Like I think in general before then we never had a face-to-face conversation. Well, we had both just grown in in so many ways during right. the time that we were separated that I think it was almost like we were getting to know the other person yeah. um, in a different light. And, um, and yeah, just like realizing and realizing what our hearts, how our hearts had turned to the Lord and um, all of that stuff. So it was, it was just like a really cool conversation that we both got to have and be a part of. And I feel like we both in that moment were just like, okay, <laughs> can we really not be friends? Because yeah, I think we just, we always had this, like this, like little fire for each other. Like just this yeah. love, you know, that like, couldn't, couldn't be tamed necessarily. And, um, and yeah, it, once we paired that with like our love for God, it just like made sense. In talking, like I remember two like 
I just felt like I never talked to you yeah. until then. You know, like I had known you for maybe five to six years before that. Yeah. But I never felt like I just had a, like a conversation where where you and I both had the courage to tell each other what we really felt. Yeah. And I remember that that a conversation at Panera. We said some really profound things. Like mm -hmm. I think I I think I said to you like. I think I told you I loved you that like at Panera. I don't remember that, but I do remember. Because remember that we went to USF after. Yeah, I remember that. Did I not tell you? I don't remember. Are you sure I told you? I'm not sure, but I do know that. Because I remember I left that me that Panera uh, conversation. <laughs> and I was like, I just put it all on the table, <laughs> but I was totally cool with it. I was like, because I was just a different man then, yeah. you know. And I was like, yeah, no, this is like now, like when you opened your mouth and we had a conversation, I realized. We just hadn't been ready for each other for a long time and finally had the opportunity to see, like, really see each other. Yes, yeah. And I remember, like, even apologizing to you. And, like, I could just see the look on your face. Like, you just really needed it. Like, you yeah. really just needed to hear it, you know, because I think, like, though um, you had released a lot of a lot of things, and myself included, but, like, it was the first time. It was, like putting big girl pants on you know and just like realizing i need i need to apologize to you like i need to say sorry and um like i've i felt like that was like a part of healing too in that moment that like you really received and you could i could just see it on your face you know um so yeah it was just it was like a lot of restoration and um after that i mean the rest is history. The rest is history. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of an upward uh, yeah. hill from there, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. So we got that was how long ago was that conversation? You graduated. It was right before your graduation. 2012. 2012. And we got married 2017. Started so dating 2015. So it took. I mean, it took a while, but we. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I got, I graduated in 2015. I was like, we did not talk yeah, about that. No, no, we didn't. 2015, <laughs> we got married 2017. So it was yeah. a pretty quick turnaround. Yeah. Um, quick, uh, quick funny story. I used to work at a hotel and this is back when Tara and I had just started talking again. I didn't know if she wanted me to go to her graduation. And... Um, because we had like literally just had just had that conversation so we're like oh gosh we kind of are having these feelings for each other but yeah. also try not to be too forward too forward yeah <laughs> and not rush it and everything yeah and not do too much too soon and and i remember i just uh I, you hadn't you probably hadn't invited me because you also didn't want to do too much too soon yeah. and uh i told my manager i was like i mean you were just too cool at this time you were kind of like playing the cool the cool card and I was definitely back in control. Yes, definitely. <laughs> Which was good because I just, I feel like, you know, I feel like that's one thing that um, that security and like the love of Christ for you will do for you in relationships. Like you're not this needy black hole yes. of give me something, yeah. but you know that you have a worth and a value and you don't have to give that away cheaply yes. you know and i feel like I, that was a, a, a season of life where i just understood that like yeah. i knew that what i had like if that what i had to give you was really valuable yes you know yeah and i think too you realized at that point that like you had something valuable to give me but also i think that was like the first 
like season of our entire relationship, friendship, all that kind of stuff where I finally kind of gave you the indication that like you could lead, you know, and you felt like and I was ready you to could lead. lead to, yeah. You know, well, before that, I didn't know how to not lead. even that you needed permission. But like, yeah. I think you just had like, again, like the self-worth like you were talking about to know that like. I'm ready to lead you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. Like, I have somewhere to lead you. Yeah. You know, like, before it was like, I just want to have you. Yeah. You know? But then, now it was like, I want to, I want to take you somewhere better. Because, mm -hmm. like, even then, even when we started talking in 2015, you still had much healing to, to have. Like, yes. Yeah. I mean, so much forgiveness happened in the next mm -hmm. few years, too. Yeah. That, like, I feel like the Lord, you know. Forgiveness really happened with our relationship, like in that season, which was a beautiful thing, you know. I heard somebody say that when you're married, you say yes and amen to God's plan of healing for your spouse through you. Yes. Isn't that cool? It's beautiful. And um, and I just, I really feel like that was the case for us both. Yeah. We, it has been the case. Yeah. We both took a lot of steps towards like, you know, healing and forgiveness that we need that I mean, I'm sure both of us would have wished that could so have taken place. Healing and forgiveness not only with each other. Like, let me make make sure. Yes, that's what I was gonna. That's yeah, what I was gonna. Healing and forgiveness with family members. Too, yeah. With, with our just past hurts. Yeah. Yeah. So of course we needed to go through that process with ourselves, and you know what we what we drug each other through. But also there were things that there were things that led to. Um, I don't know, just like took part in why we acted the way that we did and all that kind of stuff because we hadn't, we hadn't received, um, you know, healing and we hadn't given forgiveness and all of that stuff for past hurts. And so um, what, you know, was really cool is that we, we got to experience a lot of that once we were together and it, I feel like it made our relationship and inevitably our marriage so much stronger. Um, because of it so so let me ask you a question so uh, one thing i love about our story uh, which by the way guys we're married now 2017 we have two beautiful kids now uh luca is two-year-old and sayla is, was just born and we're just just we're blessed mm -hmm. like we're just very like we're not we're not rich by the world's standards mm -hmm. but but we, i definitely feel like we're rich by god's standard yes yeah but let me ask you, so one, one of the things that I, I feel like I am, uh, that I love about our relationship and our story is that we have felt a lot of emotions towards each other that most people don't feel until they're married. Yeah. <laughs> like everyone talks about their first year of marriage. And I think Alejo and I have this like this understanding that we really dealt with our first year of marriage like before. the year before. <laughs> like. We were at each other's throats before we got married, which, you know. We dealt with a lot of my jealousy, for example. So, like, when we first, like, uh, started dating and got engaged and I still had those, like, I was saved already. I knew Jesus, but I still didn't trust you. I still felt yeah. like, still felt like you might disappear again, mm -hmm. you know, which is really crazy. And uh, so during that year, I learned to trust you. Yeah. You know, I, I felt like um, there were times where... Um, which you also grew a lot in that year yeah as well right yeah, but like I, I can remember well actually let me let me say what i think you grew in and let and you tell me what i what you think i grew in okay. in that year so i think that you 
which this is beautiful. I think that you were always super careful to tell the world that you had invested all of your eggs in one basket. It meaning in relationship. Yeah. It, like you never careful as in cautious. Cautious, yeah. yeah. Like you never because you took because it was so important for you that you would get married and have a good home and all mm -hmm. that stuff. You weren't the kind of girl that like dated a guy and posted a bunch of pictures and the next month you dated another guy and posted a bunch of pictures and yeah. dated another guy. You were the complete opposite. Yes. You were actually like very protective over like what people you claimed. Yeah. You know, and um, which I think is beautiful. But then we but then I think that there were some unhealthy challenging parts that, <laughs> unhealthy parts of that for yeah. you where we we had gotten to a point now where we felt when you and I felt very comf comfortable with the fact that like we were going to get married. Yeah. Uh, this is before we were even engaged. And I feel like you still were afraid to claim me. Yeah. You know, and um, and so I, I think that in that year you really grew in your confidence to say, yes, I'm all in. You're mine. Yes. <laughs> right. My uh, guy. <laughs> which is which is, I think, like a really. Uh, which is I think no I think it's normal like I don't even like uh, I don't even resent that you had to go through that because I would I think I would rather go through that with you where like I really have to convince you instead of like being like with a girl that is just like like I'm the 15th guy that like she's ready to get married to mm -hmm. you know yeah uh, there's definitely pros and cons to it I think that was still kind of one of those last things again that I needed to I needed to bring to the Lord and um, yeah, there's just like a little sinfulness or a little, you know, whatever. I don't know that I could necessarily put a word to it or why, but, but yeah, I definitely, I definitely had a hard time owning up to like certain things for sure. I think, I think most of my life up until that point, but when you're in a relationship you know is is leading to marriage you do want to encourage that person you know that like that you're committed and that um you know Big you're girl. in it yeah you're in it for the long haul and all of that and i think i did i did struggle with that for sure and um yeah so so what do you think i grew in in that year before we got married um i think you kind of already you kind of already like talked about it uh, briefly but I think definitely like there was still past hurts from our personal relationship and some prior relationships that you had had as well yeah, yeah. that you were bringing into our relationship at the time and um I think we just we had to like kind of have a few conversations about like hey like like this is different you know like your story yeah we are healed from that season and we're not walking in that season we're different people we're new creations and um i think that like that was probably the biggest the biggest one for sure just releasing that and um recognizing that like we had a really good thing um and we didn't want to dwell in the past yeah in our in our past hurts and you know who we were in the past and all that kind of stuff and so um so yeah i think like jealousy and um i would even say like in some areas anger frustration um yeah 
some of that stuff. I was very angry that year. Wasn't you, I? you were a bit angry, yeah. It's, which is funny because I dealt with a lot of anger in our first year of marriage. Like, um, I, I, like, I think ever that, since we got married, I haven't dealt with anger mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, but no, the year prior, but the, and maybe a little bit into like the beginning of marriage, because I think we still dealt with it a little bit. But yeah, but I just remember like before we got married, like when we were engaged, I remember me being like very harsh. Mm-hmm. You remember that, like, and I think it's because I just saw you like somebody I couldn't trust. Mm-hmm. You know, so I was just harsh. Like it was kind of like a defense mechanism of mm-hmm. like, like, just harshness. Mm-hmm. I think also we kind of like went through this transition of like, okay, we're getting married now. So like now your time is my time and what's mine is yours and all that kind of stuff. And so I think like, I think the beginning of marriage, that was what we, we dealt with a little bit. It's just like, you wanted, you wanted me to be with you and and I'm a people pleaser. And so it was really hard for me um in that aspect because i did if you wanted me around all the time i wanted to be around all the time well and a lot of it again a lot of it <laughs> was a response to having lost you yeah of prior mm-hmm. like in the past and that it was a little bit of that like anxious like just be with me mm-hmm. you know so um but I, I remember you just being very gracious to to just like give yourself away and like like let me know like you were there to stay mm-hmm. and yeah. And so, like, I just think that, like, that, like, that, like, dating and being engaged in that first year of marriage really, he, like, we really, the Lord and the Holy Spirit really helped heal a lot of the things that, yes. yeah. that He didn't want us to take into our marriage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, I'm happy to, like, I'm happy to testify that, like, yeah. we've never dealt with, in our marriage, we've never dealt with, like, um, like being concerned that we're not giving all of ourselves to each other or, yeah like distrust for each other or jealousy with each other like yeah i think that's one thing that like we just it's crazy that now we talk about it like it's crazy to look back because that was very much a reality before and yeah it's like it's almost like all that stuff didn't happen yeah Mm -hmm. you know i love that i was just thinking about this like i just love that god's given us a gift to embrace the person that the embrace the person that our spouse has become yeah does that make sense like there are some spouses that are married and they just never really believe the other person can ever change yeah and i I feel like we've both changed and we've both at some point without talking to each other we've agreed that we're gonna believe the other person Mm -hmm. in their change yeah and um it's brought really great fruit yeah definitely alejo and i have always said um like since the beginning because you go into premarital counseling and you just hear about all of the terrible things that happen after it and how hard it is and all this stuff and so i feel like something that we were really excited to just change um is the idea that marriage can't be fun and that it can't be awesome and so um you know, we we actually hated our premarital counseling book. Like, yeah, we did. Hated it. We just did. We despised. So it was so pessimistic. <laughs> no offense to you know our pastors, but well, they didn't write it. So it's yeah, okay. they didn't write it. But we did not. We just did not like just the direction that the book was taking. You know, because just again, very pessimistic. Like he was talking, yeah. very negative. And we just believe that you can go into marriage believing for so much more, you know, that like marriage can be fun and that marriage can be 
a beautiful thing. Yeah. And um, and so literally we like made a promise to each other that we were going to have an awesome marriage. Not so, a perfect marriage. Yeah. But an awesome but marriage. An awesome marriage. Yeah. And so um, that's, that's the standard that we hold. <laughs> like that's what we, the banner that we wave and, you know, so if ever we get to talk to like, to newlyweds or, um, you know, people, a couple who's like about to get married. I feel like that's something we're really passionate about that we've been able to experience ourselves as not just saying it, but actually experiencing it, yeah. you know, so. So what do you think, what are some things about marriage that have pleasantly surprised you? I mean, I think, I think I surprised both of us in how willing I was to just like surrender you know, <laughs> to submit. So, so let me so let me say that yeah like so. I did it joyfully I feel like um you know I'm very close with my family very close yeah. to like my parents and um talking about like yeah like my my understanding of the fear of God at a young age I think stemmed from this healthy fear and reverence of my parents you know and so um I like, I adore my family. I adore my parents and never want to let them down. And um, and so that was one of those things we had to deal with a little bit prior to marriage is, you know, that that leave and, that leave and leave cling. And um, did I say cling? Cleave, leave and cleave. Yeah. Um, but when we got married, I feel like I just, I was all in and I, I joyfully. I was very surprised by that. Yeah, was, was totally okay with like, hey, like, we're doing this thing you know so so let's let's get a little bit hopefully this is okay with you and if it's not you let me know and we just cut it <laughs> but uh but i just feel like obviously that there is so much that you there's so much intimacy that you walk into in marriage that you have to be willing to surrender into um so many different things like standing up for your spouse when it comes to like your relationship with your parents yeah um like siding with them and like being like one with them which is something that some people never conquer like they're just more cleave with their parents than they are like with their spouse um sex is obviously like a big part of like mm -hmm. just like being newly married as a christian because you don't we didn't have sex before marriage yeah. and then um that's like something that when you when you come into like the marriage bed like it can be uh another area that you can hold back from your spouse you know um um so many different things and i just i just have to say honey that like i was so pleasantly surprised that like and i think honestly i think you know part of what made me mad about you in high school is that you never gave me anything early mm -hmm. you know which is also a beautiful thing like i'm glad you pissed me off with that <laughs> you know like i'm so glad you made me mad with that because what I wanted was I just wanted something quick and fast and easy. Even though I knew you were valuable, I wanted the most, I wanted what, in my opinion, I still think that you were like you were and you are the most valuable girl, you know? Like, I, I really believe that. I could cry talking about it. But. <laughs> I'm very hormonal right now. I just had a baby two weeks ago, okay? But um, I wanted the most valuable girl in the quickest time with the least amount of effort. And uh, I think something that I'm like very grateful for is that you never uh, succumb to my desire for you to give yourself early. And so going back to like when we first got married, like you just always had so much wisdom to 
give what you had to give at the right time. You know what I'm saying? So, so of course, it's actually no surprise that when we got married, you became a wife, a hundred percent. Like it wasn't like, like you you didn't hold anything back. And I think part of that, and I just have to say it. I think part of it is just your parents' marriage has been such a great source of encouragement to us. Yeah. Um, though they're not perfect. Yeah. Um, I just think that you probably saw in your parents such a such a full surrender to one another. Yeah. That that's what you wanted to exemplify in your own marriage, and and of course I draw a lot from their marriage as well for our marriage, and yeah. um, and I think I I think we probably need to give credit in that in that direction for that full giving of each other. Great job, mom and dad. <laughs> For sure. You're doing a great job. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Yeah. I love you. Love you too. <laughs> I'm not good with questions on the spot, but I'm trying to come up with something. I forgot what I asked you. <laughs> I know. We were going somewhere. Uh, oh, what, I asked you what has pleasantly surprised you. Well, you said like, uh, you. I think you surprised both of us with like how quickly you um, gave yourself and... Um, I think if I can tell you, like, I think what I've been pleasantly surprised with in marriage is as a man, when you're young, you think that marriage is constrict, like constricting, like it, Mm -hmm. like it keeps you from life. Yeah. Uh, but I've been so pleasantly surprised to find out in marriage that the richest, fullest life is in marriage. And I really just don't say it to say it. Like I always tell you, like, and I tell my friends, I'm, I'm like, if I, if I have the option of hanging out with you or my wife, I'm going to hang out with my wife, <laughs> you know, because we just, and, and again, like, it's because we've always really enjoyed each other and yeah. we just had that chemistry. But, but, um, I just think that that's something that like people, some people never transition into. Like, they're like, oh, I got to go home and, oh, today I get to hang out with my friends, you know? And it's like, <laughs> no, it should, it, there, something needs to happen in my opinion, you yeah. know? Where, where where the place where you want to uh, be the most is in your mar- in your marriage and with your kids. And some days it's tough. Yeah. But I don't think it's ever been tough enough that we like want to be somewhere else. Yeah, definitely. Which I praise God for. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love you, honey. <laughs> love you too. <laughs> We're going to stop this podcast because we're going to make out. <laughs> no, um, it's already 50 minutes. We're actually going to go get our two-year-old from his <laughs> yeah. nap and feed our newborn. Real life happening right here. Yes. Well, I love you, honey. Love you, too. Thank you for joining me. That was fun. Did you have fun? Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Do you want to do it again? Yeah. Yeah. Something else? Yeah. Another topic? What's another topic we should do? Yeah, I don't know. We'll find <laughs> out. Well, I definitely want to talk to the Rogeros soon. Uh, and just talk about our friendship and all that. But I, I definitely want to have more of these marriage talks because Tara and I have both a great a great love for marriage. We're very grateful for marriage and we are passionate for for marriage. And so, um, yeah, we'll join you guys again sometime. You want to say bye, honey? We love you. Bye. Love you guys. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs>